If you're a real estate agent and you're tired of cold calling, door knocking, and spending money on ads, then subscribe to this podcast. We discuss leveraging the power of YouTube for your real estate business and how these strategies earned us over $1 million in GCI our first year in real estate. My name is Lee Bilasic and my partner is Travis Plum. Let's get started. All right, well, let's kick this off. And uh, this is Passive Prospecting, YouTube for Real Estate. And today we are discussing uh, creating powerful lead producing live streams on YouTube. And just as Chrissy had mentioned, and uh, Jennifer was nice enough to kick us off that, um, yeah, those that's, I mean, starting right now, some people are thinking it's a little too late and it's not. I mean, it's, it's not, it's funny because there's uh, some of the regarded, social media style people who are mainly focused on short form content are now saying, oh, uh, long form content is going to be the thing in 2024. Now they're saying again on Instagram, I heard your lady, uh, Shailene Johnson, right? She's talking about on short form now, uh, everything needs to be uh, real and raw and unscripted and not so much, you know, just, just press record and let it play and kind of do those types of things. And, and really, you know, that's the, the whole point of long form is it allows people to be more involved with us, uh, to kind of come along for the ride. I mean, they really get to see behind the scenes, so to speak, when you're out in these neighborhoods and communities or, or tours and, and, you know, live streams, I think is, the real raw aspect of it. I mean, that's the huge benefit is doing something that is not produced and not uh, edited in simple ways. And, and for us, it turns over uh, quite a bit of business with, and, and I would love to stay more consistent on it. It just seems like there's always, uh, always something coming up. Uh, and so, but it's good because like, we'll do one tonight on our real estate channel and, and uh, we always turn over business. And so we're going to get into that today as well. And, uh, you know, the, the thing is, is that we had a we had a pretty big call today. What do we have? Uh, we had like 640 people on there. Yeah, 650, I think was the peak. Yeah, 650. And and at the end, you know, when I'm doing some Q&A and things like that, and, and it just blows me away. Like one of the guys, I, like I can, I'm pretty good at faces, names I do struggle with on time to time, especially going to conferences and things like that. Like I'm, run into a lot of people, meet a lot of people and, but faces. Yeah. I mean, and, and this, you know, this guy came up and he's like, so Levi, you know, we were talking like two years ago and, and I was just thinking that he still hadn't, hadn't made that step. Hasn't started the channel was asking like similar questions to what a beginner would ask uh, at the beginning, which again, whatever. And I, and look, I have no, idea what's gone on in this person's life over the last two years. So I can't speak to that. I just know that, I mean, life does happen and either, you know, we get start, we get started on something or we delay it. And I just think about, man, two years ago, if we would have delayed a year or two, where would we be at today? It'd be, I mean, it, we would be in a completely different um, space in our business and our, our career. But and if this person would have started two years ago, and there's another person on there that that uh, has you know attended like all of our trainings, uh, just hasn't stepped forward. I and I recognize him from the last several trainings over the last year, and it just uh, but was still hasn't gotten started. But great attitude, uh, good questions, but just hasn't pulled the trigger on that. 
And a lot of times when we start something, it seems like the future is so far off. I mean, almost, and it really is. I mean, no matter what it is we start, the future is 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 not there. I mean, sometimes you, you can have a vision for it, but at the same time, it can seem so far off, which I think is what really deters a lot of people from getting started as well, as they think that end goal that they have in mind is either unreachable or just, you know, way too far off. And, you know, my point to that has always been six months is going to happen very quickly. And you're going to say one of two things. I'm glad I did, or I wish I had. One year is going to go by so quickly. You know, we were talking about elections right now, right? And they were, the Iowa caucuses were last night. So clearly uh, Trump, former President Trump is in the news about that. And I was just thinking, my God, not only has he not been in office in almost four years, but he got elected in 2016. I mean, just when you start to, you hear these timelines, uh, these 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 moments in time, it, I think it really clarifies how fast time can go. You know, the other day I heard something about Michael Jackson and, and you know, he passed like 13 years ago. And for those of you that Think about Michael. I mean, you think about it, it just kind of seems like yesterday. It kind of seems like yesterday that Michael Jackson passed away, you know, or something. But 13 years, it doesn't seem like 13 years ago that that happened. Uh, Trump was elected in 2016. I mean, that's almost, I mean, we're coming, that's almost eight years ago. Think about how fast eight years, we went through a pandemic in the middle of that. Think about how far, that was three years ago. I mean, three years ago, the, the world was locked down and we're sitting there. Everybody's wondering what is the next move? And you know what? I know the people right now that are doing really well took steps during that time frame and some that are still kind of struggling uh, or, you know, still looking for that that next level hesitated during that time frame or they watched Tiger King. You know, if they watch Tiger King, then they, I feel like, uh, you know, you kind of set yourself back. And so time right now is going by so quickly. And, and all I can encourage people to do is like, get started today. I mean, get started today. Um, whether that's, you know, you work with us, you work with somebody else, you just do it on your own, whatever the case may be. If you just start, six months is going to fly by. The next thing you know, it's going to be 2025. I mean, look how fast 2023 went by. And now we're into 2024. So this, this channel, you know, the idea of YouTube is a marathon. You know, we have a, we have a, uh, we just, we're revamping everything on our program. Going to be releasing it next week and, and, you know, put together a new workbook and everything. And we put on the cover of our workbook, a quote by the Navy SEALs, which is slow is smooth and smooth is fast. Everybody wants to run so fast right now. It's a it's a big draw to short form content, right? Because you can kind of get that hit. You can kind of get those views. You can kind of get that attention quickly. But is it is it going to give you the returns over long term? Yeah, it could be. I mean, I know successful people on, on short form platforms, but at the same time, you know, slow is smooth and smooth is fast. YouTube is going to be uh, growing slowly in the beginning. You can gain traction, gain momentum. But once you hit that compound effect, nothing else matches it when it comes to these platforms. And you think about it, uh, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, how long do your posts last? 
do they have life for about two to three days? If that, I would say Facebook is like one day. Instagram, maybe three to four days. TikTok, I'm not sure. I don't really look at that platform, so I can't speak to it. But, um, you know, is your post from six months ago, a year ago, still getting views, still getting traction, still getting comments? Not much. Not, not a lot of people go back into the history. But on YouTube, <clears throat> they're searching information and videos of ours from two, two and a half years ago, years ago are still getting search volume, still getting viewed, still bringing us business. And that's the opportunity. Now, live streams we're talking about today is something that I think are important. I mean, we put a big emphasis. It's one of the chapters in our book about creating seasonal versus or evergreen versus seasonal content. We want long lasting content that is relevant on YouTube, on the platform that for years. Now, live stream is that uh, relevant content for years? Uh, not likely, depends on how you position it. We've done a series on our live streams of Dallas versus, so Dallas versus Atlanta, Dallas versus Tampa, Dallas versus Austin, Dallas versus Houston, and that style of live stream definitely has some longevity, but being that you're live and you're having a discussion, then you are, uh, you really are kind of time stamping it for that time frame. although we've had a lot of good traction on those videos and they're still getting pushed out. And right now, the way news is happening, the way real estate is happening so quickly that I think there's a lot of relevancy in a live stream opportunity if that's something you want to do. And if you're worried about scripting or editing or anything like that, that's a way you can get started on YouTube really at no cost because you could do this on your webcam, on your computer. I'm assuming you have a computer. Hell, you can even do it on your phone. You could live stream on your phone uh, through YouTube and you don't have to edit or pay an editor or really even, I mean, you could have YouTube pick a thumbnail for you. It wouldn't be the, probably the best, but still it's a way to get started that you could literally get started with everything you have right now and not have to worry about anything. But live streaming, I think once a week gives you that opportunity to, to uh, attract business, but also speak with people directly. This is the big difference between that and a recorded video. You know, a recorded video, people watch it, they can't interact with you. So they can leave comments and you can clearly comment back and try to convert from there. But what we have done is really converted uh, typically three to five people every live stream. And I say convert, I, when I say convert, I mean convert into a phone call into our business. So do they all... Uh, you know, do they all turn into clients or, or buy or sell? Uh, no, of course not. But the thing is, is that, you know, we're, we're trying to collect, we're trying to get people to contact us. That's the whole goal. Allow me to take a quick break to remind you that we have very important links in the description below. If you want the full story of how we closed over 1 million in commissions our first year and over 2.3 million in commissions our second year, check out the first link. Also, you have the link to our number one Amazon best-selling book, Passive Prospecting. Last, if you enjoy this podcast and you're a giving person, leave a five-star review, please. Now back to the episode. So when we get on a live stream, you know, what we've been doing is really talking about articles of the week. Uh, this is something that I've recommended everybody do, and you should do if you don't do it now. And you go to, you can Google, uh, Google Alerts, look at Google Alerts, and then you should type in 
Dallas, Texas real estate, you know, Tampa, Florida real estate, Denver, Colorado real estate, Sarasota, Florida real estate, and use that as a keyword. Every single day, Google will email you a curated list of articles about Dallas, Texas real estate or whatever your city is. If you put in those keywords, your city, your state and real estate, I usually get three to four articles every day um, from Google that pulls it from all the local news stations, national news, whatever the case may be, that are talking about Dallas real estate. Keeps me up to speed on everything that's going on in a very nice curated email. You could also put in your name. So I have my name, Levi Lassick, as a keyword as well, just in case anything gets published, published or my name pops up anywhere. I'll get a Google alert about that, and then I'll be able to to check that out. So uh, that's 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 one that's how we get the content, which is very simple. Again, that's free, so it's free to get that type type of content. Now, what you can do is if you get three per day over a week, well, that's pretty simple. That's twenty one articles. Now, you're not going to talk about twenty one articles on the live stream, but you can narrow it down to three to five three to five, you might want to just glance through there, look at the headlines, see what may be of interest. Not all of them are going to be relevant, but also I, I tend to look for the positive articles. You know, the ones that are talking about the job growth, the corporations making moves, uh, you know, new developments, uh, buildings, commercial development, all these types of things that really indicate that Dallas is a strong market, which it is. And we're seeing that Dallas is still holding strong despite everything else. Um, sales are still good. Prices are holding. And, you know, we're, we're already seeing, we just had a listing uh, this last week. Uh, last week, we listed a $1.4 million home, went under contract within 24 hours over asking price already. You know, and so, and we're seeing this on other listings. And of course, uh, we're seeing anything that's priced appropriately is is going under contract in the Dallas market. So still, I look at all those articles, curate them, and then we're going to talk about the top three to five articles on that live stream. And I've read through them beforehand and I'll arrange them on my tab. So I'll open up each article on a tab and uh, in order that I want to go to kind of tell the story of Dallas, Texas real estate for that week. And this positions me as at least somebody in the know, somebody who is uh, staying on top of the local news, but also can read that information and dissect it and translate it for the everyday viewer, you know, and, and that's valuable to people. Now on the live stream though, the cool thing is, is this is where you get the interaction because people know you're live, they're on there and they can comment in real time. So this is where we really start to hit and get questions throughout the live stream. And, you know, we can do direct calls to action uh, on the live stream, which we're always directing people to, hey, give us a call. So they'll ask questions, some general, which we can answer, makes it very easy. And then uh, some specific, which we can't really answer or we don't have enough information to answer. And that's how we can spur uh, a call to action and get them to reach out. And that can trigger usually three to five reach outs on a live stream. Now, the other thing is, is going back to discussing those articles is whenever I'm doing that, I'm talking through that. And it's also giving time for comments to build up on the live stream, people to come on, to join, gives time to YouTube for to push it out. And so that that way, by the time I get through talking about, you know, three to five articles, I'm 20, 25, maybe 30 minutes into it. 
And you'll be surprised. You'll blow through that time quicker than you think. Plus, if you have somebody on there, uh, which I usually have Travis on there, and we can go back and forth and we can discuss those things. And then we get into a conversation and that makes time fly very quickly on there. And by the time I get done discussing those articles, I look at the chat, we're full of questions. I can go to the chat and I can rely off of that. And that will usually eat up another 10 to 30 minutes after that. And so if I can go in there, start answering questions directly, having dialogue with people and then doing direct calls to action, which is uh, based on their question, which their question is usually, what's the best neighborhood for me to live in? <laughs> you know, okay, well, I know nothing about you. And we'll say that depends, um, you know, and we might ask them one or two questions just to create some engagement there. But then it's going to be, hey, you know what? We want to dive into this a little bit more with you. Why don't you give us a call? And I can do that on the live stream as I'm talking to you right now. I can do direct calls to action instead of typing it out in a comment or something like that. I can just tell them, hey, Bob, <laughs> Bob64, man, go ahead and give us a call, you know, uh, and I'll put the number in the chat, put the number in the chat, give us a call. Uh, we'd be happy to talk through that. And then also I changed my name. <laughs> so I changed my name to say Levi and the phone number. So I can point at that during the live stream as well. Makes it very easy. Always we're always working to uh, get people to follow the path of least resistance, which that is to, uh, you know, place the phone number where it seems obvious, but at the same time, despite how many times you post it everywhere, people still wonder how to get a hold of you. So it was funny. We just had a comment the other day. If somebody said, hey, this looks like a really great house. We'd love to be, get in touch with you. How do we contact you? Said that in the comment right below our pin comment of the phone number, right? And then we have it in the description. We have it on the channel. It's on the banner. It's like, okay, even though we have these calls to action, you know, scattered throughout, people still overlook that stuff. But we, uh, you know, on these live streams, we get the interaction and plus people can see us live, raw. So they're used to seeing produced videos, edited videos. And now we get to just jump on there, no script, uh, no worry, no editing. Let's just talk it through. And whenever we hit end and end on that broadcast, that's it. It's uh, it's done. It's it's on the channel. Uh, usually it's about an hour, and you've got an hour long video there that seemed very easy to make and can produce some leads, get some phone calls to come in, and uh, you know just provides another opportunity and an additional piece of content for you as well. So that's something that uh, we like to do. We try to be as consistent as possible. If you look on the in the backside of YouTube in the analytics uh, under the audience tab, they actually show you ideal times for you to live stream on weekdays and the weekend. So you can choose what would be the ideal time to do that. For us, it's on a weekday. It's going to be at 7 p.m., which we're going to do it at 7 p.m. tonight. We'll jump on there, Travis and I, chit-chat back and forth, read uh, read through some articles, decipher those, translate them, and then uh, and then it's Q&A. And then that's it. It's done. And the interaction, the direct calls to action is what keeps people engaged, keeps people on there for an hour. The view duration of that video goes up. The fact that it's a live stream, which YouTube likes, uh, they you know push that out there a little bit more. And overall... It's a win-win. It's a it's a it's a pretty good scenario to generate some business. And if you're newer in your channel, 
it's a great way to draw some attention to your channel because YouTube will push out some of those live streams, uh, maybe more so than some of your curated content. So if you can incorporate it sooner rather than later, that that could work out well for you on top of that. Uh, Chrissy, anything that uh, you'd like to add in about some live streams? Yeah, well, live streams are really powerful for a couple of reasons. Uh, one, it really gives the customer a chance to understand who you are and kind of make you real. Because when you do have a curated video, something that's produced, you know, it's easy to kind of detach yourself from that person. I mean, it's obviously video in general is going to be better than, you know, a blog post or something like that, right? That's more personal. But going a step further and making a live stream the way that you interact with your clients, it's real time. And so it's just amazing how much more connected people feel. I mean, how much more willing they are to call you after they've just spoken to you on a live stream, even if it's not face to face, to have a comment typed and then all of a sudden responded to by someone that they're seeing as a celebrity. That's a huge reason why YouTube is putting so much effort into live streams. And that's another thing. If you're putting effort into long form content, live streams, uh, Google My Business, think about this well-rounded SEO ecosystem. That is really part of the e ecosystem. It's enhancing the customer or the viewer experience. Viewer experience is such an important part of YouTube's ranking factor that sees that you people are consuming your content, enjoying your content, taking more from your content, staying on your content longer. It's going to push everything on your channel out farther, including things that are kind of considered ranked differently. Live streams and long forms are slightly different in the way that they're ranked, but they do contribute to each other because overall it's the overall strategy on your channel. Same thing with shorts. They're ranked very differently and they are going to reach different audiences, but overall, if you're getting good viewership on three different parts of YouTube's strategy, that's going to push you out that much farther because it shows that you have, you know, you have a good strategy behind what you're doing and the viewers are enjoying it. So always think about that viewer experience. The live stream is, is so powerful just for the fact of SEO value, viewer experience is enhanced. And then of course you can repurpose that content too. That's another really powerful piece that a lot of people overlook is that you can reuse that. We reuse a lot of our live streams and actually that's a goal of ours this year is we will be turning our live streams into a, a podcast. Uh, that's gonna be going live very, very shortly. And so we do that with this podcast as well. Uh, we put it on YouTube and we put it on our podcast channel. And the more that you can take advantage of YouTube's tools, they're investing so much time and effort into these tools. The people who take advantage of those and make a well-rounded approach on their YouTube channels are going to be the ones that outrank the others that don't. Very good. Yep. And uh, look, now that we're kind of at the halfway point, we've got questions. <laughs> just just to the point of uh, what we said. So let me go back here and look at a couple of uh, quick questions. So let's see. Patrick says, hello. What's up, Patrick? What's going on? Timothy says, hello. Atif says, hello. Michelle, what's up, Michelle? I like that picture. I like that dress and background. It's really looking good. Uh, Melissa says, hey, y'all. And oh, Melissa, first time in Clubhouse. Welcome, welcome. Carlos awesome. says, hello. First time here, too. All right. We got some first timers. Sounds like analysis paralysis. Mm, not sure what you mean by that. Probably when we were talking about, you know, if you don't get started and you just wait, 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 you'll never make progress. So yes, that yep. is analysis paralysis for sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, looks like we lost sound for a little bit. And okay. So you only go live on YouTube or are you also live on other platforms? Well, for 
myself on our Living in Dallas, Texas channel. I only go live on YouTube because that's where our audience is at. Now, if I were to go live on YouTube for passive prospecting, I could go live inside of our Facebook group. I could go live on uh, LinkedIn. I could go live on, it gives you a couple of different options. We use StreamYard, uh, which allows you to go live on those other platforms simultaneously. But for me on the real estate side, I don't have an audience really anywhere else. So I'm not <clears throat> worried about that. But if I do it on my Passive Prospecting YouTube channel, I can do that through the, our private Facebook group, uh, except for the fact that I can't seem to log in online or on my computer, I'm logged in to my Facebook group on the app, but I can't get access through my computer. So therefore StreamYard doesn't have access. So I've been unable to do that. But uh, yeah, you can you can do it through multiple platforms like LinkedIn, like Facebook. And uh, so that's, that's pretty convenient if you've got audience on other platforms, that is the way to cover all your grounds is doing that through something like live stream or uh, yeah, is it live? No, it's um, StreamYard, StreamYard. Yeah. Well, and another good thing about doing it that way is because you don't want to repost links from your YouTube to your Facebook. And so when you do it through something like StreamYard, it creates individual unique links and unique videos for each platform. So you're not cross promoting that way because we definitely don't want you to take, you know, something from YouTube and put it on Facebook because then you're mixing audiences, which we don't want. So definitely use something if it's not StreamYard. We love that. A lot of creators love that. But if you use a different service, just make sure that it's not reposting versus putting brand new video links on each platform. Yes. Uh, so uh, Mary says, do you need to do a thumbnail for the live stream when you post it on your channel? I, I think so. I mean, our goal is to always have a thumbnail out 24 hours in advance because we can post or you can schedule the live stream and it'll show up on the channel. So if you click on the live tab, you're gonna it's going to say upcoming. So this also alerts your audience that you will be conducting a live stream. So this is another great thing about posting it ahead of time is you can uh, gain some additional audience or at least notify your, your subscribers that, hey, I'll be going live at this time. And if it's on there, uh, they'll promote that thumbnail and show it as upcoming. That can show up on browse and suggested and things like that as well. It'll just say upcoming and have the date and the time. So that's a pretty cool thing too, because then that can help drive traffic ahead of time to your live stream. So if you design a thumbnail, which we'll look at the articles we have for that week and usually curate a thumbnail, uh, you know, very similar to the articles uh, to pique some curiosity. So it would be ideal, not required, um, but it would be ideal to have a thumbnail on there. Uh let me see. My app's a little wonky. So it says, uh, let's see, Walt, Walt says just starting out. So live streams should be done when you have how many subscribers also, why not just do a live stream to repurpose out of the gate? Uh, I don't think you need a certain number. Wait, um, you've got, you, well, you have to activate, uh, the live option inside of YouTube. Yeah, it's you advanced settings. yeah. It makes you wait 24 hours, but, uh, you should be able to activate that inside your YouTube channel, wait 24 hours, and then you'll be able to go live. So uh, yeah, you can do a live stream, repurpose it out of the gate. I mean, as far as you could probably cut up some content out of it and yeah, you could do that as well, but I wouldn't use that to base my foundation of content on. I would still want to make intentional uh, purpose-driven content that is unique for uh, the things we talk about for attracting buyers and sellers. And then let the live streams be a supplement 
uh, for that content. We want to attract and yeah, could you do it from the beginning? Sure, but you probably may have a very limited audience. So it might be better to build up traction on the channel uh, for some time. Uh, the certain amount of subscribers, not a number in mind that you need, but ideally, yeah, if you wanted to wait uh, two, three, four, five, six months, I mean, it's it's not hurting, but at the same time, you want to build up an audience. It is nice to do a live stream and having people on there. So yes, if you start out uh, the week or, or week two or week three of your channel, uh, you may not have a lot of people, if any, there, but you could also look back on that as a badge of honor and say, you know what, uh, now when you're getting thousands of people on your live stream, you could say, yeah, yeah, remember, uh, actually, you can look on my channel when nobody attended my live streams. Now, if you're doing that, here's the other thing. Don't show your cards if nobody shows up to your live stream. So if you are doing your first live stream and nobody shows up, do your do do your content talk. Uh if you're talking with somebody else, talk to them. If you're reviewing articles, review articles. If you're reviewing market stats or market data, do that. Don't sit there and say, well, where is everybody? Um, geez, are you guys coming? Is anybody there? Nobody's showing. No, okay, no questions. All right. Well, um, okay. Well, this, uh, okay. Any anybody? Any, you know, if you do that, that's just don't do that. All right. Don't do that. If you get on there and nobody's on there, just do your content, read through your articles, talk to the camera, and then look down. If you have zero engagement or nobody's there, you say, all right, well, that covers it for tonight. Thank you all for joining me and I will see you next week. You know, you say something, you know, you, you act as if, right. You just uh, blow it off. You don't sit there and complain or sit there and say, hello, McFly, where is everyone? Yeah, you don't do that. All right. Don't show your cards. So just act as a professional and work through that and, uh, and do it, you know, and just get through that. So EJ well, says one thing before you move on from that, what I will say is this, your more successful live streams are going to come when you have other content, because really the live streams are a really easy way to get people subscribed to the channel and really engaged with you. So I would think about that strategy and I would always start smaller with smaller controls rather than trying to do everything at once. One, you're gonna get better a better baseline for your channel. You're gonna know what to talk about. You're gonna know what people are looking for. Two, you don't get overwhelmed and quit because a lot of people, they get the big picture, they get excited, they go in and they wanna go all in on it and they get completely burned out because they feel like they have to go all different directions with their content strategy. I would rather have somebody go hard with their long form strategy, get really confident with that, and then start adding the live stream in. From a statistical perspective, you're gonna get better engagement. You're gonna have more of a call to action to pull people back into your channel and actually grow the channel at the same time. You'll just accomplish more goals more quickly if you start with the long form and build out. So I'd, I would personally do that. Uh, yep. And then EJ says, what programs do you use for live streaming on YouTube? Uh, StreamYard, that's what we use. So you can put your tags and info on the screen. Yep, that's StreamYard. Vince, my man, what's up? He says, hello. Hello, Vince. Good to uh, see you. Uh, let's see. Uh, Marilyn says, to get started on YouTube Live, just follow the steps on my channel to get started. Yes. Mine are not there anymore, but if you haven't started live streaming again, you'll go into your settings. There will be something for activate live stream. 
mm -hmm. and you're going to hit activate. It might ask you a couple of qualifying questions, which are like, hey, don't do anything crazy or something like that. And you say, okay, agree to some terms and conditions. And then it just, you, you wait 24 hours. And then all of a sudden you have, now mm -hmm. you can go live straight from your channel. Um, you can go live from your phone or you, you can schedule through something like StreamYard. Uh, I like StreamYard because it has more controls. I can live stream to multiple platforms if I want to. It allows you to bring comments up on the screen. So that helps create engagement. Like if I double click on a comment, it'll highlight their comment on the screen. And of course that creates engagement. It, it, it makes people feel good when you bring up their comments, call out their name, and you can answer their question directly. So that's another big piece of the engagement aspect there is that people are asking their questions and you can highlight it and uh, bring it up there for them to see. Uh, okay, so my app is frozen, so I can't scroll through any of the questions <laughs> to see oh. any questions on there. Uh, I can pull mine up. I don't want to give feedback on my side. Uh, yeah, I'm after, so Marilyn has a second question, but I can't get it to. Let's see. Oh, I knew that was going to happen. So Marilyn's question is, I guess we just sit in our studio. Oh, yeah, Jennifer. I, yeah, I can't see if uh, you're still there, but are you there? Oh, did I just lose the room? Let's see. Room's still live. Oh, I think I, I think I got kicked out. Oh, oh well, I'm still in here. I think oh, I think I got kicked out. <laughs> so, uh, hold on a second. Uh, okay, you can cut yours off, Chris. Okay. Get me feedback. There you go. Let's see here. Oh my goodness, Juan's here. What did I? What did I do? What did I do wrong? <laughs> Juan's here. Let me go back. Okay. Now it's working. Okay. I guess we just sit in our studio and start talking about our subject. Yeah. Let me see. Uh, yeah, you could do that as well. Let's see. Do you stay pretty close to a, uh, predetermined subject matter for your live streams? Do you advertise you're going to going live about X, Y, Z subject to certain time? Uh, where do you post that? No, I think just going back to what we said, if we, if we curate articles from that week, that is our content. I'm not really, I'm not scripting anything. I'm going to read through there. I'm going to read through those articles and think about my talking points. And, and really, I'm just going to kind of summarize those articles. And that's kind of like my, my talking points through there. So yes, I guess there's a little bit of preparation, but it's not, it's not too much. And uh, that gives me my outline. Again, I'll open up each article on my tabs. So let's say I have four articles. I'll open up four tabs on my computer and I'll put them in order of how I want to tell the story of that week's articles. And I'll just kind of go down the line, bring them up. You can do a screen share and you're, you're showing people the actual articles. So that pre uh, presents credibility as well, that they're seeing uh, that you're bringing up a, a news article, a magazine, a, a whatever was posted and showing them the headline and then getting into a little bit of the discussion. So if they want to chime in, they can. And that's how uh, I operate that. So that's about as much as the preparation. And then of course, uh, once I do that, I'll turn it over to Travis or I'll ask Travis a question. He'll jump in there. He'll talk for two or three minutes and then kicks it back to me. And, you know, we just kind of go back and forth on there. Um, we've actually, we've done a live stream with Juan. So we did a, 
Dallas, uh, Dallas versus Tampa. And we didn't prepare for that. We just were like, Hey Juan, let's jump on a live stream and talk about, you know, the Dallas and the Tampa market. And so if you've got someone that, that complements your market or somebody that, you know, like, and trust or somebody you don't mind helping out, then, then that's a great way to do that. And, uh, let me see here. So yeah, just keep it simple and uh, advertising. No, I don't advertise except for, again, the sooner you post it or schedule it on your channel, uh, YouTube will push those out. Even though it's scheduled and they can't watch it, it will show a time and it'll show up on people's home screens that you are going to be going live in a certain time. So our rule is typically 24 hours in advance to get it out there at least. And then whenever we go live, our subscribers will get notifications too that we're live on the channel. So Jennifer says, I'm creating a show with four people total and want the ability to go live on each of our channels, then download the show and chop it up for shorts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could definitely do that as well. The cool thing about StreamYard now is they offer individual recording of video and, and audio. So if you have four people on there, that's going to make a grid. If you have all four people uh, on StreamYard at the same time, it's going to make a grid, right? Uh, somebody's going to be in the top left, uh, bottom left, top right, bottom right. Well, StreamYard will record that individual as if they're full screen on their own. So every time they talk, it records their audio and that and their video portion of that. So now you've got four people that could have, yes, um, that, that will have assets that can be chopped up into short form content for each of them. And you don't have to worry about trying to cut out of a grid or four different people on a screen or something like that. It makes it very easy. If they make a good talking point for 15 to 45 seconds, that, that could easily be chopped out of that section. So yeah, if you got four people and you're all going back and forth, just make sure when somebody talks, let them have the floor, let them speak, and you know, start and finish a point, and that's going to allow them the option to have several reels or short form content cut out of there as well. So that's another cool thing about being able to use StreamYard versus, yeah, you know, just uh, any other platform right there as well. So that's pretty cool, and I like that feature because we can change the screen up, we can bring in articles, we can we can remove people, and but if somebody's talking, then then. Uh, StreamYard is actually recording that individual on their own. So that makes it really cool. Uh, what are most engaging live stream topics? It's been the verses. Um, it's 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 the the verses. That's that has been in a course uh, market crash. You know, uh, we we've definitely played off of uh, market crash thumbnails, but then we we show all these articles of all this growth and and prosperity and building and, and, you know, construction and everything happening in Dallas. So we kind of flipped the script on that one, but otherwise, yeah, the versus the versus series uh, has, has performed quite well. Let me see. I'll just uh, look, there's more to, I'll just pull it up and uh, take a quick look. Yeah. I think I'm pretty sure Tampa did the best mainly probably because we had Juan's face on the thumbnail. I think that's what definitely drove um, the traffic to that one. So, you know, that's the other thing. Make sure if you're going to do collaborations with other people, they're highly attractive, you know, like Juan. So therefore you'll get the attention. 
Um, but let me see. I've done Dallas versus Tampa, Dallas versus California versus Austin, North Dallas versus South Dallas, um, Atlanta versus Houston. Yep. Our California one was pretty good with Jonathan. Yeah. That did well. Yeah. California did pretty well. Yeah. I mean, our Tampa one with Juan was uh, 3000 views. Mm -hmm. I mean, again, that's pretty good for an hour. We went an hour and nine minutes. Yep. So that's pretty good. 3000 views on an hour and nine minute video, still getting a little traction today. And then yes, we've played off of, um, off of the market the last couple of times. So, and tonight, yeah, we did a simple thumbnail for tonight on market update. Whenever I get off of here, I'll go through the articles that I've got. I've got four articles lined up and I'll get them queued up and ready to go. And then we'll be, we'll be rocking and rolling. Um, Cindy, what's up, Cindy? Cindy says, hello. Um, what a wonderful surprise, she says. Yeah, I'm sure she's talking about Juan. Good to have you here. Uh, super helpful about StreamYard. Yeah, I love the option to have individual recording. Hopefully we can have that split screen. Yeah, you can do split screen. Uh, that's the cool thing is you can do split screen, but it's recording individually. So. I think it's a max of four screens, but yeah, up to four screens, you can split it equally, so. Yeah, up to four screens. Mm -hmm. uh, let me see. Uh, Jennifer, everyone everyone in here always, uh, they always hit me up in the chat, you know? Nobody ever wants to come up and chat. You know, we really like to, really like to chat with people, have discussions. Uh, my, uh, I was running out, running in the cold this morning. It's really cold here in Dallas. And so I, I can, I know whenever I'm, I do that in the morning exercise, especially as cold as it is, it starts to, um, wear on my voice a little bit. Jennifer. Been talking all day or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Coaching. coaching. I mean, like that has nothing to do with it at all, huh? Yep. So, uh, Jennifer, anything else, any other questions you have? I mean, you're up on stage. You can come off of mute. You don't have to ask everything in the chat. Let me see. I just didn't want to wreck your jam. <laughs> no, you're good. Uh, <laughs> um, so tell us, tell us about, tell us about your live stream. What, what's the plan on this? You got four people who are these three other people and what's the goal? Yeah, I am setting up a show with, uh, four women total, myself being one of them all in various parts of Texas. And we are just kind of going to do a Texas Unplugged as it pertains to what's happening in the real estate market and do a really short, sweet weekly show and see how that does. And the goal is obviously because it's all women, um, just kind of strength in that and supporting each other and uh, really developing a space where each of us can get out, speak live, and then, you know, develop our educational content as well as be, you know, hugely informative. And if it grows and people start uh, coming to us weekly, then, uh, you know, we will let the show grow. And that's kind of our goal. All so Texas. Are you going to have somebody from San Antonio, Houston, and Dallas? Exactly. Very nice. Who, you, who do you have in Dallas? Uh, well, it's an all women show. So, mm -hmm. uh, I'm working with somebody who is, uh, in my organization as part of the brokerage. Okay. Nice. Yeah. I was just curious. I wasn't trying to weasel my way in there. No, <laughs> you, would be, you would be, no, you would be a great guest. That's the other thing too, is I would, I would like to, um, you know, bring on a guest one of those weeks per month so that we can talk about more of a national topic. 
uh, and, and, you know, can give other people opportunities as well. And then ultimately, you know, where my mind goes is, you know, some sort of sponsorship or that kind of thing that we could have somebody uh, come onto the show. So I, I mean, I wrote a whole deck. I'm happy to share it with you on sort of where I think the show can go and what it can be. And uh, ultimately it's, I think it's a really great way in any state to bring, uh, bring up the purview of, you know, relationships and where other people are moving so that we can offer them the help that they need. Yeah. Okay, good. Sounds like, sounds like a plan. Uh, let me see here and can't be shy of, yeah. Uh, love the idea. Sounds like fun to watch. That's what Melissa says. Yeah. I mean, sounds like a good idea having, uh, people from all definitely covering Texas. You cover those four areas. You'll be uh, good to go. So I'm sure you'll have nothing short. And that's the thing you get two or three other people on there. You're going to be able to banter back and forth. And so yeah. you don't have to worry about, Oh my gosh, what am I going to say? I can't speak for an hour. You're probably going to find yourself going, Oh my God, it's already an hour. We've already been on here for, and you might even go to an hour and a half or two hours. But the thing is, is that again, what Chrissy mentioned earlier, this can be repositioned into a podcast, which is what we do with our live stream uh, on YouTube as well. So to have the living in Dallas, Texas podcast uh, and the, um, you know, the thing is, is that YouTube is actually the number one platform for podcasting. That really shocks a lot of people when they hear that, but uh, that's where people are going now. And because why they get the video component of that, you don't get video on Apple or Spotify and people want to see people, you know, I mean, millennials, Gen Z right now, which by the way, millennials are the biggest buying population right now of homes. And guess what? They want to see people. They want to know things are real. They, you know, they're all a part of this whole, I mean, you know, fake news and, and, you know, everyone's out to get everybody. And they're just, they're like, they just want to, they just want some real people. They're, they're not looking to all the, the, uh, the TV experts. Most of them aren't even watching TV, right? <laughs> they're watching Netflix or YouTube really. And so that's who their experts are. Their experts are the person that they uh, relate to on YouTube, despite of their experience. Uh, so as long as they feel like they're getting value, but a lot of times they'll look at subscribers or things like that uh, for to, to to vet them, right? But still, they're looking to to work with people that they know, like, and trust. And so people want to see people. And so even the with YouTube being the number one platform for podcast, that's that's why because everybody's doing a video podcast now, and uh, because it's they're allowing uh, it's allowing them to talk freely, mostly unscripted, unedited. And just a, a free for all, you know, I mean, Joe Rogan, before he went to Spotify was, I mean, had one of the biggest YouTube channels out there and really, really set the stage for, I mean, three hour content. You look at all the podcasts out there now, uh, a lot of the people that I follow, they're, they're all doing like hour and a half, two hours, two and a half hours. Uh, you know, when I went on Ryan Pineda's podcast, you know, that's the first thing he said was like, Hey, just let you know, we're going to talk for you know, probably an hour and a half or so. And I was like, cool, you know, and guess what happened? We blew through that hour and a half quickly. And he knows that. I mean, and I've had those discussions with him as well. They're switching to all podcasts. Uh, they're not even really trying to do 15, 20 minute videos. They're doing podcasts and shorts. 
So um, it's interesting. I, I I don't believe in that completely, but I think there's still a place for our 20 to 50 minute videos that we're making about the local uh, Dallas market. So, and that's working well for audiences too. But every one of our podcasts, I look at our channel, they're all hour long. We usually cut them off uh, mainly because yeah, doing it at the end of the day, at seven o'clock too. Like I'm, I'm kind of beat down at that point. I'm definitely a morning person and, and uh, I've usually been talking all day as well. And uh, which I have been today on top of that. And I've still got one more podcast to go. So it's, <laughs> it's uh, I, usually when I look up and I'm like, oh, we're at an hour. Okay. All right. Well, thank y'all. And make sure you give us a call. And here's the, here's the phone number in the chat, you know, uh, and I'll just cut it off, but we could stay on there for probably two hours a night mm -hmm. if we wanted to. And so, yeah, you get, you get a couple of friends on there and you turn that into a weekly thing great, great way to get content. And everybody can get that content if you're using StreamYard because of the individual recordings. So it's a great way to, to maximize that and to do something that you don't have to worry about editing and scripting and all that other stuff. Yeah. And don't be discouraged if you have nobody there at the very beginning, kind of like what Levi was saying before. We all start at zero. All of our podcast, when we first started doing live streams, nobody showed up. We had like five people show up. You know, but as you grow, and that's why I like to start with long form first, just because it gives you kind of an audience to broadcast yourself to and you grow a little faster that way. But you know, if you're going to do the live stream thing, just go in pretending like you have 100 people there watching you because eventually you will have 100 people watching that video. Just treat it like they're already there. In that way, it can kind of be evergreen because there are some topics that we talk about too, which I think we're kind of strategic in the way that we position things. While there are some very present issues that we talk about, present statistics and things like that, Levi does a really good job of kind of going as, at an overall scope of this is what this has looked like in the past, what I think it's going to look like in the future and what it is now. So it offers multiple perspectives. And in that way, you can still make it, you know, somewhat evergreen. So if you can add some evergreen elements into your topics, while also placing some very timely matters in there, it's going to last longer and have a longer lifespan. Yep. All right. Well, I think that does it for questions that I see. So uh, hopefully that was helpful and we look forward to seeing you on a live stream soon and uh yeah make sure you dm me or send me a message or something if you're going live i'll come check out the channel jump in there and uh be good to go cool cool see yep. you guys i think Je jennifer were you gonna say something or are you just i was gonna i have an offer for uh for the group here um for going live i am uh, for those who host open houses um, my goal is for every weekend when I am open housing is to go live. And I would offer that if anybody here would like to go live from their open house while I'm at my open house, we can create some great content together. And I'm going to start, uh, within my channel, I'm just going to basically have a, uh, a segment called open house live. And it's an opportunity for me to shine the light on other realtors and other markets, and it's a great way for you to get your tops going live without feeling like you're alone. So if anybody wants to take me up on that, please hit me up in the DMs and I'd be happy to, uh, to work with you. Cool. There you go. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us today and we will see you next week. See you guys.
Thank you for joining us on today's podcast. If you're interested in partnering with us to access our YouTube course and coaching at no cost, schedule a call at PassiveProspectingPartner.com.